Talk to me, man. It's your boy, Young Hope. If you turn the motherfucking noise up, we can get right into the proceedings this evening. Headphones at the start. Bring it down a little bit. Okay. Now we working with it. The boy face up and baseline, baby. Welcome to New York City. Crack in my clothes, don't make me have to relapse on these hoes. Take it back out the tax in a roll. When I was hugging it, niggas couldn't do nothing with it. Straight from the oven with it. Came from the dirt. I emerged from it all without a stain on my shirt. You could blame my old earth for the shit she instilled in me. Still with me. Pain plus work. Shit, she made me milk this game for all this work. That's right. These niggas can't fuck with me. I'm calling guts every time. Drag my nuts every time, homie. We make a great combination, don't we? Me in the face, small. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff vs. the World Presents the I'm Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. And like always, I got my man Manny here. What's going on, good sir? Jeffrey, thank you for having me on as always, buddy. Uh, sorry, y'all, man. You know, it's been a minute. I know we I know we've been uh <laughs> been a little little staggered with the with the schedule for uh, I'm not Dave, but uh that'll be fixed soon, hopefully. Uh, yeah, man, life's life's been in a way. I got some news. I think the last time we talked, I was talking about it, I talked about selling my house. Uh, yeah. So I finally sold my house. So that's a good thing. Uh, got that out of the way. So yeah, man, the last couple months is uh, it's been crazy. As as anybody, as anybody who's ever moving is rough. No matter where you're going, from a room to an apartment to whatever, moving from a house is like it's just yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Uh, so yeah, finally got that done, man. So yeah, I'll have a lot more time on my hands to to do what we do best, man. We just talk this wrestling shit. Yeah, man. Um, it feels good to be back talking wrestling. Uh, I've been having the itch for a while, like I told you off air, just to have a conversation, just to talk about certain things, and you know, just just to kick it, me and you just talking wrestling. Yeah, like yeah, like you know, it's been a minute. So, but we know life happens and. We've been saying this a lot, but we gonna we definitely gonna get a schedule. We we absolutely gonna figure out a schedule that's gonna work for us. I, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you what, man. Uh, you know, every let, one Monday each month we are gonna get together, man, and 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 we gonna do it. From now on, y'all have my word. At least from me, I don't know about Jeff. I'll have Jeff confirm on his side of things. But one Monday each month going forward, we'll um, we'll get together, and you know, maybe even twice on a month if if it calls for it you know wrestlemania season you know you know a a big AEW pay-per-view type of type of event you know whatever you know i mean a big news item breaking news type of you know the world you know wwe gets sold or some shit like that you know something (laughs) major where it calls yeah yeah to jump on more than once or whatever but yeah man and and we haven't forgot the daniel bryan retrospective that is definitely we're cooking that up definitely cooking that up and you know being that we haven't have a chance to really sit and talk about that it feels weird now being that he's in aew because i don't know i don't know i don't know i, I went through it i yeah. did i did get through it and i'm just like huh this seems kind of weird now to do it is weird right it, yeah. it is a little weird just because he's like i mean it's, it's still brian Danielson, daniel bryan whatever to, you know 
you know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, so it is a little weird, um, but it, it, it's still, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 it, it is weird. And plus it's like, it's weird because this is the first time really in what, 20 years that when a guy leaves the WWE, it's like, you know, it just, it feels, it feels bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the last time like you, because I don't know, man, like, I don't know about you. Like, when's the last like departure that felt like a big deal? You know, Kurt Angle? When he got released in 2006? Probably. Probably. That was like the last, like, oh, shit. Like, and even that one was like, you could you could argue if it felt big. You know, you, I could listen to both sides to see if it was big enough. But, you know I mean? Like, really, since the Monday Night Wars, man, where it's like, yo, like, you know, a motherfucker show up on Raw and then be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, and it felt like a big deal. So, yeah, it is a little weird. Like, I can imagine, like, trying to do a retrospective of, like, Chris Jericho and WCW, and then like three weeks later, he shows up on Raw. So it, it, it yeah. is a little weird. We we may um, have to rethink that just because him being in AEW now um, and putting out bangers is not like he retired. I, I don't know. I don't feel. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I kind of want to back off of that right now. But we'll work that out. That'd be something we'll work yeah, we'll out. Work out I mean, yeah, it, it could be something that we can we can we could table for now because again, remember, I think we brought it up when it was a lot of rumors that. You know, a he was gonna jump shit, but you know, remember there was this time still where it wasn't like set in stone. Like right. there was a lot of people were talking, maybe he was gonna retire. So we we could we we came up with that plan right around Mania, I think. Um, I believe you know, so. The, Brian, the Daniel Bryan uh, retrospective. So there was still kind of some question marks of you know whether this was it or not. Um, even before the AEW thing started to become even just a rumor. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll you know, hey, who knows? Maybe in a year from now, Bryan does call it quit. I. With the run that he's on, I think he's gonna go another five years, honestly. But um, you know, who knows? We might be back here in a year, two years, or whatever, and then we then then it'll be a proper time to do a retrospective. Yeah. Cause even 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 the punk, you know, because I was even thinking about like, okay, if we can't knock out the Dane Bryant stuff, you know, we could we could definitely knock out like a CM Punk retrospective. You know, what I mean, even that feels weird now with him being um back in AEW. Yeah, just active is like I don't you know, let's let, let me enjoy this right now. You know, the whole Yeah, it's the, like it's like it's like putting like it's like coming up with like an NBA top 75 list and trying to diagnose like Dane Willard like being on the list. It's like, well, he's still playing. Right. You know, his yeah, yeah, not yeah, done yeah. Yet. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's weird. So you're doing rankings and stuff. <laughs> uh we're gonna definitely jump into it. We're gonna jump right into the to the to the big topic I want to talk about. And that's a uh, ring of honor. Uh, these boys are closed, not closing down shop for a little while until uh, April of next year. Um, but everybody's free to go pretty much work where they want to go work. Um, and all the contracts are up in December. Uh, I see Bandino mm-hmm. has Bandino signed in the uh, I think GCW and maybe somewhere yep. else already. Um, so yeah, a lot of these people are always like, okay, you know, we are getting up out of here or we're going to go find work elsewhere, you know, somewhere else right now. But the thing I think I really want to talk about is like ring of honor holds a special place in my heart because I remember where I I remember where I was in 2002 hearing about ring of honor. And I was very just like blah on WWE at that time. Um, I just wasn't enjoying it. And once I got my, I remember I got my, uh, Ring of Honor tape was a DVD. I can't remember. I think it was a tape at that time. Yeah, they had started off as tapes. Um, I got my tape in the mail and I was like, yo, I can't wait to watch this. I remember the message boards. I remember all that good stuff. And 
<laughs> Era of Honor begins. I remember when I, I, that was my first match. The main event was uh, the triple threat, Loki, uh, Brian Danielson, and Christopher Daniels. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And ever since I was hooked, man. <laughs> Every month I was ordering those tapes. And it just grew. And then, you know, once we got there, then you got Punk. Then you got Samoa Joe. You know, then you had your Alex Shelley's and you had your Roderick Strong's. You had your Jack Evans, Briscoe's, Homicide. You name anybody in the last mm-hmm. 15, 20 years, or we say 15 years that you've seen like on TNA or look at Punk and um, Brian at this point, uh, even AJ Styles. You know, so many of your uh, top guys now or people that you enjoy right now wearing Ring of Honor, you know, cutting their teeth, uh, learning. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just, it was just great, man. Like, like, every, like it was just that place. It was the place to be in the Indies. Like, if you wrestle for Ring of Honor, it, you know, it was like, okay, bet. Of course, you had, you know, later on, you know, probably I'll say a little bit later in 2011, 2012, maybe even sooner than that on the West Coast, you had PWG. You know, that was like kind of like the West Coast Ring of Honor, but a little, little bit different. Because they would normally, I guess, wrestle in that same place all the time. But, you know, it still had yeah. that environment, that intimate environment. And people came to see wrestling matches. And that's what Ring of Honor gave you. They gave you, uh, they gave you wrestling matches. Uh, and they gave you, you know, hey, they gave you Lucha Libre. They gave you Strong Style. They gave you everything. Yeah, they, they, they pretty much. They gave you the things that WWE wasn't giving you. You know what I mean? And, right. You know. Yeah. So no, absolutely. With the with the news, I just going to ask you this question. We can talk about you know the other stuff. With that is, do you believe they will come back in April? Do you believe they will restart? And you know, it's 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 a hard question to answer. Obviously, and I haven't uh, just with everything going on. I haven't been able to listen to Wade or um, Tuna you know, Tuna Meltzer um, or, or any of the insiders or whatever to see like what the, you know, what the inside scoop is as far as what's going on. I've read some things or whatever. And the feeling seems, you know, just kind of the, the feeling that I've kind of been gathering is that cautiously optimistic, I think it's fair to say, like a lot of people are kind of saying they might come back, but it's not set in stone. Um it's hard to know, right? Obviously, right? I mean, we can sit here and you know give our best takes, but you know, none of us are in those in those meetings or in those boardrooms. None of us are looking at those books. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? None of us. But what does your gut say? It. What's your gut say? Um, my gut, gun to my head. Um, I will say, I I would say they don't come back. I, okay. I would say they don't come back. Be it's never a good look. You know what I'm saying? When you when you basically a company just says, Look, we're just gonna go away for a little while. We're releasing everybody from their from their contracts and we're just gonna take a minute to just like just think about this shit. Like but just like literally just sit back and game plan what we're going to look like and what we're coming back to. Right. Mm -hmm. I I think that that's, I I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life, in my lifetime being a wrestling fan. Obviously I wasn't around, you know, I caught, you know, I was, none of us were old enough to catch the territories the dying days and those things or whatever. So I, I, I can't, I don't have much frame of reference to, to bring, you know, probably what the closest thing is probably what WCW. Right. Um, 
so it's never a good thing with a corp with a wrestling co- company basically just says yo we're just going to go away for six seven months you know and try to come back with a new game plan i i, I don't think that's <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen that in my lifetime i know i matter of fact i know i haven't seen it in my lifetime and i don't think that's a good sign um you know i just i, I think that I think just looking at the landscape, obviously, where WWE is still WWE. I mean, I know we can sit here and talk about WWE and where they're at from a critical perspective, you know, but they're still they're still WWE. I mean, let's just let's not bullshit about it. And AEW has been on a roll, you know, for, you know, the last, you know, the last few months here and obviously really kind of vaulted themselves even into a, a greater stratosphere now with Brian and and punk and all the the the, the, um, the hype that they've been getting from that and you know all the other smaller promotions you know your your you know your impact even is still finding a way to survive and you know hang around and all That's the other crazy. all the other little promotions that right which <laughs> if you would if you would have asked me you know five years ago i, I would have said impact would have been yeah where right ROH is. um so yeah, I just I see looking at this, you know, you got the MLWs of the world. Obviously, you got New Japan. I mean, you got all the promotions. I mean, I don't, I don't have to run through them, but you know, I just looking at the landscape, I'm just kind of I'm just finding it hard to see where Ring of Honor fits in that equation. Right. Um, see, because it's like it's like I, I think me personally, me person, this is just me. It may seem like a hot take for some for some that's going to listen, but I kind of feel like when nxt became nxt that was kind of the death of it was two things when nxt really when nxt became nxt i think that was almost like the first shot and sign that ring of honor wasn't going to survive because let's be honest man nxt is basically wwe's version of ring of honor (laughs) like let's 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 be real here i mean nxt is basically i mean pre 2.0 yes yeah oh yeah pre 2.0 yeah yeah pre 2.0 like the Triple H version of Ring of Honor was just it's over Triple H, Triple H's version of Ring of Honor. Play on words there, but I mean that's basically what NXT was was Ring of Honor, right? With the WWE backing and production, <laughs> that's basically what it was. Um, that was the first sign, and then AEW becoming what it's become. I, I think that was the the the, the second thing. I, I just I don't know if you're Ring of Honor, how do you really survive that? Unless you basically do what Impact does and basically become like a, a subset of AEW. Um, and I, I just don't see that working because, you, you know, if I'm a, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm like, well, I already got impact. So why do I need to do ring of honor? Um, I don't know, maybe working out some sort of deal with WWE is the only thing that I could, I could maybe see working um, some sort of like, I, you know, some sort of like feeder system for WWE, but they, but then WWE will say, well, we already have NXT. So why do we really need you? Um, honestly, that's the only thing I can really see. You know, I know it's a very long-winded answer, but yeah, man, I, my my honest opinions, man, I just don't see, I don't see where Ring of Honor survives, man. And I hope I'm wrong because I'm like you. You know, I was a little bit late to the Ring of Honor train. I didn't start right in 02, 03. I kind of came along later, really, when 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 Punk and and Brian and Samoa Joe, th- those three, and Nigel McGinnis were really starting to establish themselves and really get their names out there and going and um becoming a thing you know that's when i really and i had a homeboy that was like big into ring of honor like like, yo you gotta check this out you know ring of honor i'm like eh, i don't know feels kind of feels kind of indie-ish or whatever 
you know, whatever, whatever. It's great. And I was like, oh, you know, you know, it was, it was, you know, I was, I was still late to the party, but you know, man, when, when I, when I, when I found them, you know, and I started, you know, I started seeing those super shows with New Japan and, and um, those super shows that they used to do with, with CMLL. And, um, you know, I, and then I, and then I, and then I went to my first like Ring of Honor taping. And that's when I was just like, yo, this is, this is it. You know what I mean? This is, this is legit. They've got a great product, man. And it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time and somebody putting real money and effort and energy behind it um, and a vision. Yeah. And it can, and it can take off. So, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, I have that same affinity for ring of honor because i always felt i never had that affinity for impact i i never had that or for tna um but i always had it for ring of honor i was always hoping that man just you know if tony if a tony khan could come out and just put their money and their influence and their time and passion behind this product where could it be you know so i was always that guy too i um first and foremost before i even say how i feel shout out to ring of honor because you know during the pandemic they they didn't let anybody go. I think they were still paying people. I mean, yeah. they were looking out yeah, for they people. Were make, they were still making, yeah, they were still making their their deadlines. And they were still paying people. I mean, it must have been a struggle. Obviously, now, right? What what might have been the cost of that? You know? Yeah, I, I mean, it was either, you know, what that's a hard spot to be in because it's either do the right thing and be fucked, or do the wrong thing and be fucked. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it was like it was like you in a yeah. situation of no win, but they did the human thing. Like no, you know, people out here they're struggling. It's it's crazy out here. So now we're gonna keep everybody. Don't worry about it. You know, you're gonna have your paychecks and stuff, paychecks and shit. So shout out to them for that. Um, I think the biggest thing with me is just basically what you saying, and I guess I'll just say it in a you know quicker way. If they if if once they close down in December, I just don't know where, like you say, where they fit in at in April. Because the reason why Ring of Honor started was because people wanted something different. They wanted wrestling. They right. wanted that sports types feel. But now when it's MLW out there, AEW out there, uh, from what I heard, and I guess I'll check it out once we uh, are done recording, um, Bianca and uh, Becky had a banger on raw mm-hmm. so yeah. like you know wwe stepped this game up as far as their in-ring work new japan is easier to watch now mm-hmm. and all these things are different when it was when ring on the first started so for them to shut that you know for them to say okay we'll be back in april i just don't know would they be missed like you know what i mean like because it's just it's so no, much product I, out yeah, there no i i don't i don't you know and i don't want to speak for every wrestling fan out there but I, 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 I can only speak for the little corner of the world that I'm in and the people that I know. I don't think they would be missed. I mean, I think they would be missed as far as like nostalgia purposes, like as far as like people like us that grew up at that time and watched Ring of Honor from the beginning, or at least some of us from the beginning. You know what I mean? I, I think they'll be missed from a nostalgic perspective, you know, and a what could have been. But I don't think, you know, I, I don't think anybody will miss it as far as just tangibly as far as like making a dent in the wrestling industry as far as currently i don't think anybody's gonna miss it i think it's just gonna be like oh okay well we'll just move on to something else something else that's out there you know there's just so many companies out there right now even companies that are mildly successful yeah you got what game changer 
GCW. Yeah, GCW. You know, you you still got stuff in Europe. I mean, you still got. I mean, you got. You I mean you got. You got things all over the place. Like you said, New Japan is still New Japan. You know, I mean, it's just. A, you know, it just it's you know NXT while while it's a a, a, a pimple uh, compared to what it used to be. You know, at least creatively anyway. Um, you know, even you, you know you still have NXT there. You know, still doing something. You know, what I mean, so it's just so much going on right now. Honestly, the only way I could see it, and again, this might be just like wishful thinking or pie in the sky. Triple H coming back from his health issues and leaving WWE and say, yo, you know what? I want to, I want to spread my wings. I have a vision for what I feel wrestling should be. And I want to spread my wings outside of WWE and show this that I can take a company and revive it and resuscitate it with some financial backing, do something with ROH, buy ROH or go into the partnership with I mean, I, I don't even know what that would even look like. That's the only way I could see it being coming back in April, coming back with somebody like Triple H as a figurehead and having someone with financial backing, a la a Tony Khan. I'm not saying Tony Khan would do that, but I'm just saying somebody of that nature, somebody of that stature, with real money, real connections to really say, okay, we're going to put Ring of Honor back on a stage where it could be maybe not number two, but number three, as far as promotions. And I, I just, I don't know. I just don't see it. It's interesting. It's, it's super interesting because I'm just wondering – Okay, you come back in April. So, do you have a rotating roster now every three months? Right. Every two months. Right. Um, right. What is your talent? Yeah. Like? Like, yeah. Because I mean, you, you, these guys are not going to stay unemployed for no, April no, and wait around no, for you no. to come back. Like, of course not, right? No. So, you know, I, I just again, I just don't, I don't know what the landscape is going to look like. I mean, maybe they could work something out with with AEW. I or new or continue their partnership with New Japan that they've had long running forever. Well, I don't even think they've. I don't think they've done that in a minute. Um, Yeah, they haven't done that in a minute. But I'm saying, but there's, but from everything I read, they're still like friendly. Like they're still a working relationship. I know that they haven't like fully done it in a while, but they're still like, you know, a a mutual relationship with Ring of Honor and New Japan, at least a working one. Um, At least there's pleasantries, I should say. Um, So I think maybe rekindling that might. Might I mean be something? I the only I, thing I, the only thing I can guess that you would do, and all right, walk with me, people. I guess what you could do, and it really wouldn't be for Ring of Honor, unless it would be most. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, it would be mostly for the wrestlers. If you wanted to do, I guess some type of invasion, um. For any promotion, just to keep the wrestlers, like let's say a Shane Taylor promotion, you know, you can have those guys show up on whatever show, Impact, mm-hmm. uh, AEW, mm-hmm. whatever, keep their names out there, whatever. And you know what I mean? Like, or get them work. I don't know. I don't know. It's just hard to see where Ring Around the Place is going to be. And I wish. That they didn't have to close their doors there because I think that's, you know, Ring of Honor is just another place where, you know what I mean? Workers can go. Everybody, because, you know, everybody's not going to get signed by AEW. Everybody can't go to Impact. And you damn sure, sure, everybody's not going to make it to the main roster in WWE. And at this mm-hmm. point, I'm not even sure how you get into NXT <laughs> because, right. you know, right. that yeah. that's it's like it's different now. You know, they're not looking for, you know, they're not checking for indie guys 
reported reports say they don't check for indie guys no more. I don't. I'm not sold on that. I'm sure if you know you have a talent out there that's special, you gonna check them out. But you know, from what they say, you know, they doing it a little bit different. They looking for bigger guys, whatever, and all this stuff. So Ring of Honor was just another you know place for people to go. And when they gone, you know. That's something missing. And now you got to, you know, these guys got to find work everywhere, you know, in different spots or try to jump on here, there, and anywhere they can find. And um, what if, what if someone comes, someone within ROH, in the know, right? Right. A power broker in ROH comes to Vince and makes them a good deal. Because I would think ROH has value, if, if nothing else, in the tape library, right? Well, that's the, um, that's the um, it's been conflicting reports about that. Um, okay. I think one person from Sports Illustrated, if I read it right, somebody from Sports Illustrated is saying they they are trying to sell the library and Dave Meltzer is saying that he, you know, he hasn't heard anything like that. Ring of Honor is not trying to sell right. the library. So it's conflicting reports. Don't nobody know. Yeah, I. Yeah, it is. I, okay, I can see that. I mean, especially because, like, again, we're having the, the, cop, the topic of conversation, like, what, can they come back in April? To me, if you're trying to come back in April, why would you sell your tape library? Right. That, uh, to me, yeah, to me, yeah. to me, if you, if you, if you, to me, you selling your tape library, that's, that's your last trump card. Your, your, that's your last lifeline. Like, if you sell your tape library, you're done as a company. Like, what, you just might just close up shop. Just, just not even waste anybody's time. So, I, I, I don't see, I don't see that. You know what I mean? Like I don't see selling the library and then oh, okay, but, but, but hey guys, we're gonna be back with a new, a new history. Yeah, that's <laughs> in, like a, in April. I just don't. I don't see that, right? But so, I mean, I guess yeah. you could look at it as if they thinking like, well, eighty percent of this roster not gonna be back. Yeah, and that and, and, and they got lab. The library starts from two twenty twelve. You think about twenty twelve. Right. That's your like coal and all right. them you know so it's kind of like they won't there either so it's like that 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 rh library is gonna they, whenever if they do sell that yeah somebody coming out their pocket for that yeah the only and, and what i was going with the library thing was let's say somebody in our way goes to vince and was like yo we'll let you have the library for a good deal still still market value but good deal you know can we be a third brand? Like, you know what I mean? And again, it's a lot of this is just us talking. None of us are in the know or power brokers like that to even have these kind of discussions, but this is more fantasy booking, right? But, you know, like, yo, let us be your third brand. Like we could be your indie version of NXT. If you're really serious about not having NXT be that NXT anymore, we could kind of be that version of NXT that, some of your core audience still loves and enjoys. Um, you know, I don't know how feasible that is. I don't know from Vince's perspective. I, I'm sure he's probably never watched a single ROH match in his life, so he probably doesn't <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, so he probably has no recollection of this. Like, um, and they would probably look at it like, well, why would we cannibalize NXT to feed ROH? It, it's kind of pointless. Like, what, what's the point of that? You know what I mean? I yeah, I just don't see. I mean, again, outside of something crazy like Triple H leaving WWE and starting basically on his own from scratch with ROH and having some financial backing, 
other than Tony Khan buying them and being like, yo, I appreciate what you guys helped do. And you guys are, you know, the, 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 the lineal predecessor of what AEW conceptually. So we want to have you guys in house other than that, or like a working or, or to an, or an element of that, like having like a working partnership branding with impact. I just don't see where they fit in. I mean, I just don't, I, I don't, there's just nothing. And if, folks, if you guys are listening and listen to the show, I mean, we would gladly take it. I mean, I just, I, myself, I don't see it. I don't see the landscape of where they fit in. Yeah. It just feels like once they leave, it's over. <laughs> it just, Especially it just for that feels long, like. man. And this, in this climate too, where it's like, again, there's so much wrestling out there. Because like, if you say I, April, I just, what do you say? When you say April, what are you saying? Oh, we'll be back WrestleMania weekend. Is that is, right, is, is exactly. that the game that exactly. you're gonna play? I mean, that would be the best time to show up, though. Come back, yeah. I mean, yeah. But even then, that's still a, a dicey proposition because you risk being like the eighth most important thing. Yeah, because <laughs> you know. But you know, you yeah, always gonna, you you're gonna get a crowd. It's just that people are gonna say, well. How sustainable is that? Who's your roster? Yeah, because WrestleMania right. weekend, cause it, it'll be a hit. But once you get back, you know, wherever you tour, whatever you're going to be doing your thing, it's like, well, what's your roster going to look like? And where are you going to be shooting at? You know, where are you going to be taping at as far as are y'all still doing TV? You know what I mean? How are you right. taping that's your TV? Big, it's that's like, big, and, it, and that's the big part about this, too, is because not that ROH was ever a house show business anyway. Like that, on that level anyway. Yeah. But now the house shows are dead, right? Now, even more now, it's it's about, you know, the TV product. So I don't, I don't see the TV money coming anywhere. So, like, I don't, I don't, I just don't see it. I mean, yeah, maybe you could find some wins 10 New York to air some local, you know, rights for airing ROH stuff but I mean like like on a national level I just don't see ROH fitting in anywhere on a TV landscape so I just don't see it you know what I mean I mean again against you I, I mean I get I guess they could come back and just be a strictly live event type of thing but I just don't know how sustainable that is in this current world that we live in uh, yeah I don't I don't know I don't mm, it's gonna be hard to, because I don't know if you know this you know what's taking it you know what's taking its time spot on TV right no no Oh, well, this is going to be news for you. Wow. Women of Wrestling is taking their spot. So I was like, huh? Really? Yeah. I was like, so it wasn't, it was wrestling. It was just that, you know what I mean? It's more to it than that. Because you put in wrestling, you put in wrestling. In place of wrestling. Yeah, a place place of wrestling. which, which Which in a way makes it even worse because it's like, that just kind of fits into the narrative of like, where's your place in all of this? Like, cause it's one thing if like, you know, we were getting rid of ROH or we're shit canning ROH to play, you know, you know, field hockey, American gladiators, <laughs> reboots, or, yeah. you know what I mean? Something stupid. Like, right. you know what I mean? But it's like, when you're getting rid of it to like literally play another wrestling promotion, it's just like that. I don't know. In a way that's kind of worse. You know, the, <laughs> so shit, I just, yeah, the, I, sh- I the shitty thing about that is it's Tessa Blanchard. And I'm just like, ugh, like yeah. that's their featured person. And I, and you know what? It's been, it's been. I, I think I was talking to Shahid about this, and I was like, does she not know about Tessa Blanchard? Is like, is, is she so out the know of wrestling? Because I believe, I believe AJ is like an executive producer 
Um, so she's gonna be working behind the scenes a while. And I'm yeah. just like, she has to know, right? Or does she? Yeah, man, I, that's a great question. I mean, I would think she <laughs> has to know. <laughs> I would think so, but like, ain't nobody pull her to the side. Like, yo, you don't know about? Oh, let me get you hip to what's been going on with her. But it's just like every yeah. time you see you, something you about would, Wild, it's think? taking pictures, smiling and shit. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, you would think so, bro. But you know, I can't put it past nobody. You know what I mean? Just, I, 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 I never put it past anybody. Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. And again, it's, it's the, the, if we sound kind of grasping at straws or whatever, it's because I think we both want to see ROH back. Like, we both want to see it survive. Like, again, ROH, for, for folks that are young, that are, like, <laughs> new to this, like, you don't understand, man. There was no AEW for us for a long time. Right. Like, there was no, like ROH, yes. and there was no NXT. Like, as you guys know NXT. Like, it was ROH. Impact. That was it. That was it. Japan, and that's it. <laughs> you know, for me, it was just too hard around that time. It was too hard to say New Japan because I wasn't at that point. I wasn't a diehard New Japan fan, and I damn sure won't say in TNA or Impact. So it was just like, oh, anybody I would talk to, I said, oh, check out this. I remember, um, it was to the point of people that were um, I used to work with and were fans of wrestling. I would let them borrow my DVDs and stuff. Like when um, Punk and Joe did the uh, trilogy, yeah, the trilogy mm-hmm. uh, matches in two um, mm-hmm. two thousand five. Mm-hmm. I would like yeah. I had to like the people. Oh, let me see the second. Oh, let me see the third match because they were just they got into those matches, and I'm just like, yo, I'm telling you, this Same, this, this spot is dope. Yo, Ring of Honor is dope. And they're like, oh, should they on TV? Nope. <laughs> you no. gotta get, you gotta you gotta buy the DVDs yeah. every week. I mean every month. So it's just like me yeah. just getting the DVDs and just sharing them with people. And then and that's what another you know that's another thing I'm thinking about. I'm like, okay, maybe I guess that's how if they do come back, I guess that's how it would be. You know, they tape for a month and it is what it is, and they tape for next. You know, I guess they'll tape a weekend for a month, and I guess they'll do it that way. I guess it's easier. I don't know. Yeah. This is this is weird. Yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to say, man. It's hard to say. I mean, listen, isn't it, is it totally out of the realm of possibility that they do come back? I mean, listen, for all we're, we're all we're talking here, they definitely come back in 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 April, and they don't skip a beat. I I I doubt that. Um, so yeah, it just it's just hard to see where they actually fit in in the grand scheme of things, man. And, and a lot of this, I know you'll resonate with this. Like anybody who knows me knows I was a huge ECW guy. Right. This this kind of feels like ECW at the end. This is what this definitely feels like. When 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 Paul Heyman was was out here taking out loans. Oh God, you know? yes. Because I think and, they and, 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 that last pay per view they even promoted the next pay per view, and I'm just like, Rrr. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess yeah. if you say they, so. They literally, promo- they promoted that shit and had no nothing on the books, like literally nothing on the books. Um, so it, it does feel like ECW at the end. Where it's just like you're you're trying to find you're trying to find the route and you're just not seeing it. You're just not you're just not you're not seeing it, man. So you know, listen. I hope we're wrong. I I, I hope we are wrong. Um, I, I absolutely. Wrong, I, just, I just don't. I don't see it. I I hope you're wrong, just because I feel like you know you need you need a ring of honor. You need another spot for um guys to go, um especially to work with different people to grow. As a performer, 
uh, in whatever you do, if it's commentary or wrestling or whatever it may be, I just think that's always good to have that, you know, play another place you can go. Um, I guess we'll transition from that because. And one, one, one last thing before, one last thing, but it's right. ironic in a way, right? Because for years, right, for 15 years, we talked about how we need, WWE needs a number two. It needs, it, we need more options in wrestling. And I think that we've gotten to the point where we have too many options in wrestling now. So I think that's kind of the gift and the curse. Like, you know, when it's like you want those other alternatives to just the national product, which is WWE. Now you can honestly say you have a, a strong number two, if not 1A. And, you know, you still have impacts. You still have your GCWs. New Japan is a strong number two-ish three. Like you, sometimes I feel like you almost have too many options now, and that's that's also because uh, when you have too many options, now you almost are cannibal. Now you're going to have to be in, a, in the business of setting yourself apart. Because even if ROH comes back in April, like okay, what are you offering different than Impact? What are you offering different than GCW? What are you offering different than my local indie? Promotion? Yeah, that's like, the and that's the issue I have with them, or not issue. That's the problem that I keep thinking about. I'm just thinking mm-hmm. about well. How are they going to set themselves apart? Because, I mean, look at it now. You know, being with the uh, pandemic and stuff, they were struggling to get a crowd back. You know, things weren't clicking mm-hmm. like they were before. And it's just like you leaving. So you leaving a void and then coming back and expecting that. Like, I don't understand because that's like a you climbing up the hill again. And you fought so hard to at least to get to, to get to this point to be on a Sinclair, you know, uh, broadcasting and to get to, the you know, I just don't know. It's it's real difficult for me to see them come back. I hope they do. I hope people, you know, get back. You know, I hope everybody continue working. Get it. You know, I'm sure the wrestlers will continue to work. I'm sure they'll find jobs. But you know, those other people that work in the back. You know, your cameramen, your janitors. You know, those yeah. people. It's kind of like that's fucked up. But you know, I hope for everybody to bounce back on their feet. That uh, even that even for. them, right? But even 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 the folks that you're referring to. I mean, you can always you can never say, oh yeah, they're all land on their feet. But I feel like I feel like this is a better time for them to be going through this because again, like there are so many options. You have WWE, you have WWE's running three television shows a week. You have AEW running two television shows a week. You know, you have again all the different promotions that are doing you know something. Yeah, to the if, if, on, if you want to work, TV. so it. You know, it's places to go. Like in 2003, yeah, shit would have been bleak. If you like if you bleak. really love the wrestling business, yes, there are other places to go check out right now. But uh yeah. I definitely want to transition and I won't talk about this subject line. I just thought it was real dope. Uh Biggie was in New York uh this past week. Um he got to be in on Hot 97 and The Breakfast Club. Um, I did yeah. I did watch The Breakfast Club interview. I haven't finished the Hot 97 one. And it was just really dope, man. Because, you know, as a black man and him being the fourth black world champion. Uh, yeah. I'll let, I'll let the nerds correct me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um it was just really dope to see him like talk about being champion, but it was like, yeah, but this is what I got going on. You know, it was like, yeah. he was, you know, talking about, uh, the cartoon, uh, thing that he was trying to do. And I think he talked about his book a little bit. And it was like, you know what? I like that. And he was kind of like putting other people on a pedestal, like trying to prop other people up at the time. Of course he talked about right. new day. Of course he talked about, you know, wrestling and stuff. And it was basically, you know, him doing his little media tour 
basically because Survivor Series is going to be in Brooklyn. Uh, it's going to be at uh, right. Barclays Center, so I guess they're doing you know, some mm-hmm. promotion a little bit early. Um, but we're not, that's not really early, but you know, getting ready to let people know. Yeah. yeah. But it was just dope seeing that, man. I, I just don't, you know, cause I know the last time we talked, he had just won a championship. Yeah. He just won the title. Yeah. So the more and more I see it, the more and more I see him in our culture and on our shows, you know, doing things that we gravitate towards it was just really dope. And I'm not saying other people don't graduate, but you know what I mean. It, it, you know, yeah, kind of like Forrest yeah, Bios, yeah, you know, like, the you culture, know, the yeah, culture, yeah, you know, yeah, you say Breakfast Club, people are like, what, what you mean, the movie? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the no, movie. No, I think Breakfast, but, but that's the thing. I think that black culture is popular culture. Right, like that's, yeah. That's what, that's what makes a lot of this conversation so frustrating at times, especially like the lack of black champions, the lack of, of of successful you know stars in hollywood or big time leading men in hollywood or you know when we apply the issue of lack of black in any context right in 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 baseball or in wrestling or in this or in that like that's what makes it so frustrating because if you hit you hit bro like you because again black culture is so popular and it, it is a strong part of popular culture like hip-hop is the number one music genre in the world right now like, it's crazy to think about it, you know, for us that grew up when hip hop was like that fad that was going to was going to go away. Remember that, mm-hmm. you know, like so like to to now live in a world where like hip hop is like basically the what rock and roll was 30 years ago. Like it, it, that's what makes this so frustrating, like the fact that we've only had four black champions, <laughs> like the fact that we haven't had more. Like it, it just makes it so frustrating. But you know, on the Big E thing, man, I haven't seen the interviews. I know he was on the Breakfast Club, and I heard good things about you know uh, both those interviews. I, I've been meaning to catch them. But yeah, he's just such a he's such a marketable guy because there's there's just a there's just a there's just a humility and a realness to he, to Big E. You know, he's just a regular guy, man. I mean, a regular guy in the sense that he's just like you could just imagine Big E just being a regular dude that just loves wrestling, loves working. And just doing his thing, man. And 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 with, with dudes like that, you love, you want to see them succeed. And and I said that, you know, when he was when he when he won the championship a few months ago, um, you know, you want to see a guy like Biggie succeed. And, it, and it's telling too when you see so many people within the wrestling industry, you know, say so many good things about the guy. Like guys in WWE, guys and gals in WWE, outside of WWE, all say universally good things about the guy that 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 to me in the, in the wrestling business that's very tough so yeah man it's, it's dope man it's dope and, yeah. and again i just i i i show this to all the folks out there that like still argue about black champions and oh why is that important or, you know they like obviously it's important for so many reasons that i don't even bore anybody with the details because you guys already know yeah, you know but why it's important for it's them, just important just because add, it's, no it's no no hold on culture, just for them asking that dumbass question you when they say, "Well, why is that important?" For the why why you answer that? What you just said right there, what you said right there, because it's like, why would you question to me? Why is that important? It's right. not normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not normal. And this is the thing that I get pissed off about when I look within just the whole community of wrestling and what I talked about in the last episode. We all here, right? And it's always the thing of 
it's always the 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 you know you see the gatekeeping from the other the other side i'll just say that from them saying mm-hmm. well a b c and d and we can only have one two or three and then you may have this one or two black people doing something here and it's like well that's the limit no we can't have no more you know right you know and it's like okay we're used to hearing that from them but when you get put on and you hear it from your own people Come on, bro. What the fuck are we doing right but it's now? A, it, well, it, well, it's and it's that crabs in the barrel mentality, right? It's like it's like every black person for the, since the beginning of time has been competing with every other black person for the crumbs that white media and white folks and white polite society has been giving us, right? So there's always that sense of like, oh, there's only one of us can blow up. They ain't gonna let two niggas blow up. So there's five niggas fighting for that one spot when it should be no five niggas can get on. Hey, thank Instead you. Instead of five, ten niggas can. Thank get on, you. you know what I mean. Thank you. So that's the that's that's kind of the issue there. But it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of abuse from generations worth, man. You know, and listen, we we'll, we'll be here all day talking about that side of things. I mean, we can, we can go all day talking about that. But you know, man, listen with with the whole you know why is it important thing. I mean, again, it's just like I I really tell people this. It's like and I and I put on my my looking at it from the other side perspective when. Things have always been a certain way for so long, and you've always grown up with things being a certain way, like you lived your life and things were a certain way. You always saw a certain group of people that looked like you all the time doing these things. And then it's like when these conversations are being forced to now be had, you're like, well, why is that important? Like, because you've never been in a position where you had to think about that. You know what I mean? Like you've never been in a like like you've never been forced in a position to actually think, like, damn, why is it that there's only white people that have always done this job? But why is it that it's only this many people? Like, I feel like, and it shouldn't just be like that with black people. I think it should be like that for Asians, Hispanics, you know, Native Americans, you know, name your ethnic composition. You know what I mean? Representation matters, man. Right. You know, it, it matters. It matters, man. And, um, you know, listen, I'm, we're, we're, we're having a very light discussion about that. We could go, for, obviously, we can go for hours you know, check out yeah. Sunday. Yeah, um, yeah, you could go for hours on this topic, but yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's to to wrap it up with as far as the Big E stuff, man. It, it is important, and this shows why, man. Because again, it, it's like that's the other aspect of this that's that's just so befuddling to me when we have these discussions. It's like, yo, black culture. There's money in black culture, and everybody knows it, you know. But it's just like it, it's so frustrating when preconceived biases and notions getting in the way of dollar signs. Right. And I just and, and it just made me it made me genuinely smile just, you know, watching this interview because it was like as soon as he started talking about other people, I'm like, yo, the platform is really yours. But look what he's doing, this platform. And I think I put that on Twitter. Like when I was I just started thinking about it. I was like, all right, once you get the platform, what are you going to do with it? And that's like, real greatness, too. That's right, like you know what, like okay, you know? I yeah, I know I'm the world champion. I know I could be talking about me, me, me right now, but I got this going on with A, B, C, and D, and oh, go check out this over here. But no, Biggie, we you know we brought you on the show. We want to talk about you, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that shows me something. It just, it's just it's just cool, yo. It's just like that's what I that's that's the shit that we if we would do that type of shit within the community itself 
I think it would be really dope. And I'm just talking about the wrestling community because I, I keep talking about this shit because it's always something that I see that piss me off. Bro, or, it, it, I'll apply that to not. I'll, I'll apply that to outside of the wrestling community. Just well, I mean, you can look at anything, general. but just, 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 just yeah. you know, keep it yeah, on the wrestling. Yeah, just keep it on wrestling so people can understand what we're talking about. If we all would do that, if if we all came together and pulled each other up, it wouldn't be that whole oh, where it can only be one or two. Nah, we taking over. Fuck all that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, we can do it just as good or better than y'all. So, yeah, uh, and like just I said. Just give us the opportunity. Yeah, just give right? us the opportunity. And that's the, and that's the frustrating part is like, we've never been given an opportunity to fail because we just haven't been given the opportunity. Right? <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's the frustrating part. It's a selective thing. I can thing. see if you, if, it's like if you promoted 15 black, black wrestlers and they all failed, okay, then it's like, okay. But it's like you've never even given us every, an opportunity to fail. Everything so it's like that's the frustrating part. Everything within this community is well. One or two of you wrestlers, okay, you you can do ABC. One of you two podcasters, one of you two writers. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. one or two. Yeah. But like two, if, but if those five now. If those one or two will be like, okay, bet, but I'm gonna pull two more people up with me. Those one or two over here, I'm all right, bet, but I'm, you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 yeah. it's just a train no, and it will keep going. But I'm absolutely. not going to harp That's on why, no, I mean, you, listen, we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, I'm I, um, that, but listen, I'm passionate about this. But that's why me, like, yo, I've been podcasting for six years now and I'm just now starting to see a little bit the fruits of my labor pay off, you know, with, you know, working with Rob Parker and doing all these other things. And, I, the biggest thing for me is like, okay, I got a foot in the door. Now I'm, I'm not even trying to get my whole body in the door. I'm trying to break that shit open so the rest of us can eat. You know what I'm saying? And that's my, that's the responsibility that I feel like I have to use my little minuscule platform to put us on, put you on, put Campbell, Josh, whoever, like anybody on. That's just your responsibility to the culture, I feel. And the fact that Big E is doing that speaks volumes for the type of character he is. Yeah. Um, I think it's just pretty dope. Um, I guess we can close it off. Uh, a lot of things are happening <laughs> with Charlotte oh boy, Flair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some things happened. Uh, was it last week or was it two weeks ago? Yeah, it was last week. Yeah, it was, it was last, last week. week. Uh, Charlotte and Becky had a you know segment in the ring that kind of went sideways well you know coming, actually coming off the heels coming off the heels of charlotte and um you know the the most dangerous person in the ring <laughs> in I, the world I, I, oh god coming yeah off, yeah coming just coming off that coming off that not too yeah coming off that not too not too long ago but i'll tell you this when the whole title exchange or whatever that goofy shit was supposed to be which we everybody knew that shit was goofy um mm-hmm. If you didn't know anything, which nobody didn't, it would have been a regular thing. We didn't know anything until right. it was reported that, oh, well, you know, Charlotte throwing the belt around because A, B, yeah. C, or D, she feeling a certain type of way about Becky. Then you hearing about their relationship ain't the same no more. Listen, I ain't got shit to do with that. I don't know if their relationship the same or not. <laughs> That's between those two women. And I'll leave it at that as far as their relationship goes. 
as far as it looked watching the game once you knew everything, I'm just starting to see, because I'm hearing some people say, oh, she must really want to get out of her contract. Yeah, that you, listen, you're reading my mind, sir. I'm not going to say nobody wrong, but I'm also tell people, you a damn fool if you think Vince let her out of that contract. Oh, yeah. Vince would be a, an idiot, right? Like, of course not. I'm just looking at it from her perspective, you know. Because I was going, I was going to pose the question before you kind of brought you, you, you beat me to it. Is she, is she trying to get herself out on day off? Like, is she trying to, is she trying to get, Bro. or is she at least trying to orchestrate, or is this the seeds of that possibly happening? I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, and, and it's valid, right? A lot of times when we propose, when we pose these kind of scenarios, it, they're always rooted in bullshit. Like, obviously, it's not happening. But like with this one, like her dad just got, there was a messy divorce with her dad in WWE for things that happened, you know, 20 years ago. You know, there's obviously her man, Abu, mm-hmm. is at the other promotion, doing well for himself. I'm sure she sees the landscape over there. It's like, oh, I could go over there. And, you know, it's like it's like Shahid said, I, what, what's she going to do? Go over there and wrestle Britt Baker uh, 13 times in a row? Like, like what, what are we but, doing? Hey. But she probably feels like, yo, I've done everything that there is to do here. Like I'm kind of the big fish in a I'm kind of the big okay. fish in a semi pond here. That's true, I but can go there and be the big fish in a smaller pond. I mean, I, you know, listen, you never you can never doubt people's motivations and what drives people. Some people are motivated by a lot of people are motivated by money. A lot of people are motivated by other things. You know what I'm saying? I listen, I I wouldn't rule it out. You know, some people just like being big fishes in small ponds, man. Or some people feel like I, I I think I think she's she's not stupid. She sees the energy and the movement that AEW is starting to create for itself. And I'm sure she wants to be a part of that. And plus again, she has her man over there, her fiance over there, who those conversations at night must be really interesting, <laughs> you know? So it, it it bears it bears wondering. That's all I'm going to say. It bears wondering if she is, uh, if she is at least having those thoughts. I'm going to say this: I do believe she feels a certain type of way, like we all would, about what happened with her father and her fiance. Yeah. I, I do believe she feels a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. I do believe that she's having a rough go at it as far as stuff playing out on live TV. For whatever reason, her reason, you know, is it her fault, whoever fault? She, you know what I mean? It's just, this is like the second time, maybe the third, if I really think about mm-hmm. it. Um, and I'm just starting to wonder, is, is it a thing of, she's not happy there anymore, which it possibly could be. She wants to be, you know, with, her family which it could possibly be and it could just possibly be both of those things or you know what realistically it could be a bunch of nothing all this could be a bunch of nothing and yeah, just listen, shit happen. It, it could be it could be a combination of everything right it could be it could be it could be it could literally be we're just reading way too much into it maybe just charlotte is a bitch right <laughs> and she just she's just a spoiled brat who's been spoiled and pampered since she got signed and this is the this is the the roost the, the chickens coming home to roost, 
Um, this could also be what you said, you know, that she's over it and she wants to go. And I'm sure she probably feels like, yo, let me winning my 13th title here. What does that really mean in the grand scheme of things? But me going over to AEW where the momentum is there and my man is there, you know, maybe that's that. Or maybe it's a combination of all three. I mean, again, it's, it's hard to say because we don't know these people. So, yeah. And none of them are really talking. So, it's hard to say. And, 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 it, and who knows? Maybe, maybe there could be a hit job on Charlotte. Like she could be the victim of a hit job where people are making her look bad for nefarious Listen, reasons man. of their own. Listen, we've all wouldn't been put it past, wouldn't put it past WWE now. Listen, we've all been in the workplace, and I want everybody to listen to me right now. If we if if you're a certain age, you've worked in certain places where some people yeah. just don't fuck with you and you don't fuck with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just that thing of some people not gonna like you for what no matter what. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, they just not gonna like you. They're gonna have something against you. It could be that. It could be Charlotte just don't fuck with them. It could be all of these things. It's just interesting that these things that are occurring backstage are playing out on live TV. And I think And that, they're getting yeah, and they're getting louder. Yeah, and I think louder, that's a bad that's a bad, bad sign because I look at it this way, and I was having a conversation with one of my friends. I told him, this is not good for Charlotte if she's looking to do things outside of wrestling. She may not think these things may affect her, but you never know a uh, producer, director for movie, TV, or whatever may say, hey, let me ask you a question. A, B, C, and D, how does she work with you know, her fellow? You know what I mean? Like, How does she work with people? Does she you know take that? People, people yeah, look I- and watch this stuff, bro. I don't, you're not wrong. I just feel like ultimately at the end of the day, I mean, listen, was Batista, the, was Dave Batista the greatest guy to work with? You know, no, like, at all. But I'm sure. You but, know what I mean? Like, but, I just, but, but, now I know what you mean. For a woman, it could be a little bit different. Than no, not even guy. a woman. What I'm saying is people going to do, you know, people going to do the legwork now. People going, because you, right. because in this climate, you just don't know about people. You can find, you can say, okay, yeah, I want you to do A, B, C, and D and find out a month or two later from there, you did what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I think people are just a little more cautious right now in this era of certain things. While I'm figuring she'll be fine and she'll sign or whatever or do whatever outside, I'm sure she'll be able to do whatever she wants to do outside of the ring. I just think she needs to be more cautious of the things that are happening on her watch because it's always on her watch, on her segments. Nobody but, else is hers. Listen, I, 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 listen, I feel you. I, I, you're not wrong in anything that you're saying. I, I don't know, man. Hum, human beings are funny, man. Human beings are funny and human relationships and interactions are funny. I, I always say that, right? Like we, we look at a situation and we say, you know, to your to your point of the scenario of like, you know, Charlotte may want to do a movie ten years from now, and they're going to look back at this these issues or these little incidences that keep popping up. Um, you know, you can you can look at it as okay, this is a problematic person that has clear issues or whatever, or you can look at it as hey, maybe this person has maybe what makes this person great is that she does rub people the wrong way or rub people a certain way that that's part of her greatness or or it could be a situation where um 
you know, who knows? Maybe just people are jealous. I mean, listen, the, the wrestling business in a lot of ways has changed for the better. And it's changed in so many different ways. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of still the same thing, right? The more successful you are, the, the, the greater you are. You know, you know what it is. There's going to be people that you know that you, people are going to people are going to people are going to feel some type of way towards you. This is, and I'm sure that there's, and there's, I'm sure, and I'm sure there's always been feelings about her anyway, right? Because again, she's a flair. She's she was oh yeah yeah yeah, mouth, yeah 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 yeah. Those natures, right? So yeah yeah yeah, like that whole thing. Um, we didn't remember that, and 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 that was a thing. Remember early. Oh, she yeah. only getting these chances because A, B, C, and D. But the reality of it is, no, she's dope. She can get it in yeah. in the ring. And right. I think this is almost in the shadow of uh, 90, the 96 Shawn Michaels where, you know, he was a headache in the back, but it was just like, well, he go out there and have five, you know, four or five star matches. What the fuck we going to tell him? Right, you know what I mean. He's right. like, just let and, him. and listen, two things can be true at the same time. Does Charlotte get overexposed because of her last name? Absolutely. You'd have to be an idiot to think that part of her success isn't nepotism, right? Like, you, nepotism exists in the real world. We know that, right? But two things can be true: nepotism is a big part of her success, and she's fucking awesome in the ring as well. Two things can be true. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, listen. It is very interesting that this is playing out the way that it's playing out, and very loudly and very publicly. Um, was she wrong on the Naya thing? I mean, I think you could say that she was wrong as far as how professional it, it all played out. I think, and if I read right, if I read it right, they were they were saying that she was getting the blame because she was kind of like calling the match or whatever and stuff like that. So people were kind of blaming her in the back. That's what But how do you blame her if the person that you're in the ring with is the perpetual fuck up who actually hurts people? Like part of your job in wrestling is to take care of your opponent. And if you feel like this person is unsafe to work with and everybody knows that she's unsafe to work with, it's like, to me, I don't know if you can be mad at, at Charlotte for doing what a lot of us would have done. Again, you can say that she probably could have handled that more professionally. You know, you could, you could, that's definitely a point to be made about that. You know, that one, you and, know, and I'm, bringing, and I'm, and I'm focused, and I'm focusing specifically on this one because the Becky one, listen, it's two top guys, and I say guys for females, you know, it's two top females. Obviously, there's something that has happened within that relationship that has strained it. Maybe it, on the Charlotte side, maybe on the Becky side, maybe both. You know what I mean? Put it this it's way. It's interesting because those two were two t- were very tight, from what I remember. And, and I mean, she had a she had stuff. a baby. She's been gone. <sighs> she happens, knows, bro. maybe from and maybe from Charlotte's side, it's like yo. If I read right, it was me for being it was being the golden girl, but now you the golden girl married to one of the top guys. If I read it right, it was something that she said about Charlotte uh, in a promo one time. Something about her being plastic, I think. Mm. But see, you don't really know because these are people reporting. Yeah, you never know. So it's yeah, just you like know you don't know. It could yeah. be they just grew apart or so much time has been away that, you know, you just it's hard to read and, stuff like that. And I know you can speak on this, too, man. As when you get older, man, and you start having kids and family like you just you, you grow apart from people, man. You know, like I have friendships that I'm not cool with like that anymore. It's no beef. It's just like, oh, we just 
We're just not on the I same too, yeah, I, lives are different. You know? Yeah. Lives are different. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's just things, people just grow apart. It happens. It's a natural part of life. We hope that it, we all tell each other that it won't, but it does. It happens. You know, some of the real lasting friendships are the ones that go beyond that. But, you know, it, it happens, man. I don't think it's, you know, anything to scratch our heads about. You know, but listen, I think the Charlotte thing is very interesting because I think that there is a lot of questions that can be had about it. And, you know, is this is this a choreographed thing or is this just, you know, circumstances? That are I would say out? this. It, it could be a little bit of both. I'm glad that they're both on separate shows now. I will say that. I'm glad that was like, I'm glad that whole Becky and Charlotte thing was like, okay, we got this out the way. Um, because again, we wouldn't have known if it wasn't reported. We would nobody would have known because nobody was saying anything until it was reported. Oh well, that wasn't supposed to happen. So you know the whole tossing of the belt thing. It got funky in the ring, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm I just kind of feel like I kind of feel like there's a lot of things at play here. I feel like there's definitely. I feel like there's definitely some Charlotte fatigue from the company. Um, I think that there's fatigue from Charlotte to the company. (laughs) And I feel like there are some nefarious actors that are making things look a certain way and putting it as, oh, it's Charlotte. If you want to do a pie chart, I don't know what percentage of what I would give, but yeah. It's funny that you say that because i I think it was somebody who tweeted it. I can't remember who it was. And if you're listening to this right now, yeah, this going to go all credit to you. Somebody was yeah. like, maybe Charlotte and WWE just need a fucking break. Like, let her go to Hollywood. Let her go for a year or whatever. Let her clear her head. Whatever the fuck it is she need to do. That's And that's kind of the... That's kind of the other aspect of this. And not, not even just with Charlotte, but just in general, man. Oh, the time I like off. Superstars. Yeah. I just, I just feel like superstars are just so overexposed now, man. It's so like I think people really don't understand how overexposed these people are. You know, what I'm saying like more so than they've ever been. Like to take the take the peak of WWE, right? If you want to use the golden era of the 1980s, or you want to use the Attitude Era, let's just use the Attitude Era. They're more expo- overexposed now than the peak era of business. Think about that. <laughs> They're more overexposed now than, like, Roman Reigns is more overexposed now than Stone Cold Steve Austin ever was. And Stone Cold Steve Austin was doing shows where 9 million people are watching Raw, which is, like, still insane to think about, right? Like, Roman Reigns is more overexposed. Charlotte Flair is more overexposed. I think there's something to that, man. I feel like the lack of breaks, the lack of the overexposure, I think it plays a huge role in it, you know? And I think that there is like a little bit of fatigue with everybody involved where it's just like, it'd be good if just people just went away for a little while. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think that's a, a thing that AEW has that WWE doesn't have because, you know, you got dynamite and you have um, rampage. And you have this thing of, I can't wait to see Dynamite next week. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I want to see. And it's all these moving parts as far as wrestlers and stuff where you don't really get fatigued of a certain act. 
because they may not it be on it. The product feels fresh. Right. The product feels fresh. The overall product feels fresh. And like you said, there isn't that overexposure of you're seeing Daniel Bryan in 16 goddamn segments where you're seeing, and there's no house shows. So you're not, hey, right. go catch Daniel Bryan 45 times a year in different cities and different, you know what I mean? Like you're not seeing that, you know, it's it's different. You know I mean? It's, 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 it's just a totally Cause different they, they, thing, you know. WWE has the, and it's 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 a thing that I've noticed on Raw and SmackDown where one act is going to carry the show the whole night. Exactly. You want to have, that's, and that's kind of that's kind of always been WWE's biggest flaw. It's been it's been their, their greatest gift and their biggest flaw. They've always been centered around one guy. I think and the it was problem a problem t- with that is that that guy becomes overexposed. By definition, your whole product becomes overexposed. I think it was a time where certain times it was fitting. Like, okay, the night Austin pulled the fake gun out on Vince, where he was like just fucking with Mm -hmm. him the whole night. Gotcha. I get why that was happening. But I don't need seven or eight goddamn Roman Reigns segments in that two-hour show. And don't don't get exactly. it twisted. Roman Reigns is dope. If you know me, you already know. I fuck with Roman right. Reigns. But it would be more if it's one and I'm out. Yeah. We're just using Roman as an example. Yeah, we're just you using know, that, him for example. Kinda, that, that's, that's the point. But, I mean, listen, I think that some of the failings with John Cena was that he was just pushed too damn much for so long. Like, we never had a chance to miss John Cena. Like, because, again, he was this guy that never got hurt. He was so durable. And that's a credit to him as a performer. But the problem with that is that, he, again, you're just on TV. Like, think about it. From when John Cena first won the title to when he stopped being a regular full-time guy. When was that? 2015? 16-ish? That's 10, 11 years of yeah. just every week, every show, every Raw, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view. There's more pay-per-views than there's ever been. There's more house shows than there's ever been. There's more touring dates and more European tours. I mean, it's just insane. It's insane, right? You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like this. I feel like we don't honestly ever have a full conversation about how overexposed these guys are, and and by definition, it just hurts the product because again, it's like when you're seeing this person every day. The more you see this person, the less special they become. Unless it just does. And I feel like there is a, a part of that. And then, of course, you have the whole aspect that makes you not like Charlotte, the nepotism, the fact that she's been pushed so hard and has won 14 fucking championships in what feels like two years. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it, all those things play a role in into what we're seeing now. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, I don't think WWE's ever going to change that, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I no, wish they never would. Change it. No. I wish somebody would come in because it's always that thing of, well, we're going to change things up, but we're going to try things, try to shake it up. And it's Kevin Dunn. I know who it is. Like, it's no secret who it is. It's him and it's right. his right. nonsense. And until somebody comes in there with a fresh idea and not scared to get fired or yelled at by Vince or whatever it may be, it's always going to stay the same because somebody needs to be like, look, Vince. And I'm sure Paul Heyman has, you know, stressed this more than once to Vince. Like, Let's change it up. Fuck. What are we doing? Um, but you know, it's his but company, you know, it's his way. So it's his company. It's gonna be the same way until yeah. he dies, unfortunately. You know, it's it's that's just how it is. And in his mind, I'm sure it's hard to argue with the fact that hey, I still have networks falling over themselves trying to give me a billion dollars to run 
mediocre shows. <laughs> what you do know, you say I, to that? I, <laughs> like, like you would say, like, don't give me the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, just you know, and I and people get mad at me because I always bring up the attitude error, right? And I always look at the attitude error rose colored glasses, and I don't. But I just I, but I try to use the attitude error to put things in context. Like, if WWE is getting a billion dollars from NBC Universal for what me and you can both say is at best average product. Just imagine what they could have gotten for the Attitude Era if, you know, the the, the situations were the same. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like just think about it. Like, oh, like, just it, the money have been insane. Gotten. Like, you know what I mean? And, then, like, and that's why I use the Attitude Era to put things into context. Not saying it's better or worse. And I'm, I'm not, we're not even having that discussion. I'm just saying, like, just putting into context, you know, and, and that's kind of the things that I've always criti- I've been critical. It's like we criticize WWE, but we're still there every WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> you know, we're still there every SummerSlam weekend. We're still there every summer. And I, and I throw myself, I throw myself into that list. I've criticized, I've dog walked the shit out of WWE probably for years. But guess what? I'm I'm plotting a trip to WrestleMania next year. I'm doing this for next Look, year. Man, doing we all like, do it. It's, we all do it. I mean, I say all. Yeah. I mean. All we all do yeah. it. It's just a thing that we do because. But that's but that's kind of that. But but then it's like that's that's kind of the issue there too, right? It's like, yeah, we all do it, but WWE has never really faced a price for putting out such a shitty product for so long, right? Like they don't face it. They don't face the same price that like another TV show would face. You know, they don't, they don't face the price that, like, an American Idol, if they just put out a shitty show for constantly and then just got canceled, right? Well, you know what that is? facing that same product. So you know what that is? facing that same con- that, That's simply because you and I may feel like the product is trash. But that 12-year-old kid is begging his mom to go to the house show or go to a pay-per-view, they think it's great. And I think but that's what it seen, is. You're, you're not. You got me. Touche. Yeah, that's what it is. But, it's 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 the thing of where we're like we kind of we we got to a point where in our age where it was like, oh, they could do A, B, C, and D, and the younger kids is like, right. yay, I don't give a shit because I don't know anything about what y'all talking about. All I know is I see Roman Reigns, I see Bianca Belair, I see Becky Lynch. Let's go. But you're right, and you're not wrong. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You got me on that one. I would add, though, is we've seen that even that has a limit, right? Like with anything, right? If you're too much of a niche product with anything, your ceiling and your floor are very, you know what I mean? Like it just, you have no real room to grow because you're only appealing. It's like if they just appeal to the us's of the world, yeah, they'd be successful, but would they be successful to a full length? Because at the end of the day, you're only appealing to one segment of the audience. As opposed well, to that's appealing the thing. To everybody. That's the thing. Again, me and you are different from Bob, who works at Burger King and, you know, goes home and, right. buy, and you know what I mean? He and enjoys everything, but buys all the belts every month. He got a new mm-hmm. belt. Like, and, and he enjoys, you know, no matter what, he's always watching Raw or he's enjoying the product. Like, you do have some of those people out there that just enjoy it no matter what. Where we have become, well, I'm, you know, we find fault in, you know, certain things that they do. Right. And we're going right. to call them out on it. And, you know, sometimes, like, to, <laughs> like, to me, like, 
I haven't watched. I can't remember the last time I watched a full Raw, and that's just Bro, because you, you it, already know not to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just because I learned that I was only watching out of habit. That's the only reason yeah. why I was watching, or oh, it was background noise. And once I figured that Thanks. out, and once I got out of that, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what it feels like to actually do something that I enjoy on Mondays. That, ass, bro. that was just that, that was me that was me to the t bro you know when i finally like did it was when i literally in a six-week span i wrote it down too i wrote it down how many times i would watch the same matches over and over and and this is not even counting pay-per-views some combination of the same match over and over again and i just got to the point where i'm just like this isn't fun anymore you know what i mean like this is a like I, I just I, I put myself in a shoe of like take my favorite show, my favorite TV show. If like if I'm watching, I don't know, Snowfall, right? If I'm watching Snowfall and I'm see, and I'm seeing the same storyline, literally every day, every episode for sixteen straight fucking weeks or whatever, it's it's gonna become tiresome after a while. Like there's no growth to this, you know what I mean? And it and it just it it got to a point like you said, it was just out of habit. It was just because it was. It was the thing I've been doing since I was seven years old. Monday night, turning on Raw. Like, it's just muscle memory at this point, right? So when you finally break away from that, it it, it is very refreshing. Like, I, listen, you're not wrong, and we're 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 both not wrong. I'm just trying to tell people that, yeah, the, the issue with that is that again, those the Bobs of the world. There's only so many of those folks. Just like there's only so many of us. And what has been proven is that the bobs of the world, eventually they become fickle and they just, they leave because something else comes that takes their attention and they can kind of take it or leave it. The us's of the world will last a lot longer than the bobs. But if you lose the us's of the world, you lose us forever. That's the difference. Or if, you, or, or if it gets to the point where you lose us, where you really, really lose us, Sometimes it's hard to get guys like us back. Yeah, I think that I think that's fair. But you know, they, I think I think WWE is smart because they always know they can bank on children, and I, and, and 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 that's just the thing because the children are gonna bring the family no matter what. And then you always and you know they don't they don't they don't even have to worry about like is this WrestleMania gonna sell? They never have to worry about that because it's so many people from outside the country that come to WrestleMania now. It's like a thing yeah. of. I think. I think there was a. I think there was a point where they had to worry about it. I think. Yeah, you're right. Now, yeah. At I this point, no, they, they don't have to worry. Don't. About it. Yeah. yeah. It's WrestleMania has become so big that it's you know they yeah. literally can basically throw two blobs of shit wrestling for two hours and they're gonna sell out the place because it's just it's it's an event people yeah. want to be there right. So yeah, it, it's it's in a way it's sad because again it, it when it when it becomes that I think it. It, I think it suppresses creative creativity and and newness and a fun factor. That's why I think AEW is winning right now as far as just that category goes because everything just feels so important and it feels so fresh. Listen, does AEW put out per, a perfect product? There's no flaws. Of course nope. not. No product is perfect. But at the end of the day, <laughs> do I watch an AEW show and feel like, okay, this I have fun. Like I turn my TV on for two hours and for the most part, I had fun. Yeah, I can say that a lot more about AEW than I can about them. <laughs> and, and that, and that's a problem. It is that AEW is not a perfect show, and I don't have enough time 
to talk about Cody Rhodes, but I have enough time <laughs> to talk about him next time. How did, though. How, did, how did I know that was? There? <laughs> I have enough time to talk about him next time because, buddy, some of the people saying, "Oh, that promo was hot, uh, whiz." I'm like, the was fuck just, was he talking about? <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even. And I saw your tweets on it too. It was hilarious, but. I, for those who don't know, I'm on. Tw- I'm in Twitter jail for another two days. Fuck did you hours. do? I, I called. I called black people in the republic in the Democratic Party coons, and oh. somehow the Twitter the Twitter mob came after me, and then I got banned. So I'm in jail for another two days. But uh, so I wanted to tweet, but I can't. Tweet. Um, but now, nah, man, uh, I uh, yeah yeah. Listen, that's a whole that's a whole another whole another podcast episode. Trust me, but. Um, yeah, man, I, the, the 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 Cody thing was just like I was just like, where is he going with this? It just felt it, it felt like you know how, you know what it felt like, and I'm sure people have already used this analogy, but whatever. Like you know you know how like when you have to write an essay or a paper, and they tell you, and like your your professor gives you like the pre-contrived like it has to be eight pages, so you're like struggling. Like you're just filling your paper up with bullshit, <laughs> trying to go into different rounds no. of anecdotes and things that list that go nowhere. Like that's what it felt like. Like they told Cody, fill ten minutes of time, and he's like, "All right, <laughs> so let me just go out here and talk about the bank that funds this place." No, like, no, no, like, we're not going. Where do this. are you? Where are you going? <laughs> I, like, I know, we're not. We're not doing that. We're, we've already been here long enough. We're not going to do that. We're I'm not just, doing I'm this. just like. I'm just like, yeah, I was with you, bro. I was just like, Cause I'm, okay, no. Where is he going? <laughs> this is my problem with it. I mean, some certain people were trying to say, oh, he's got y'all right when he wants you eating out his hands. I'm like, what? But see, this is, and, you do this to yourself constantly, though, because you those certain people, they're, listen, Cody could have went out there for 15 minutes and said, boogala, boogala, boogala. And then it'd be like, oh, my God. You guys have to see the clear vision. It's it's beyond that. It's beyond what you're thinking. No, see, this is it's, this it's, is my more, thing. This is my thing, this, man. This is it. No, 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 no. Always gonna do that. This is my thing about it. I understand absolutely one hundred percent of everything that he was saying. I do. Right. My thing is, if you're never gonna turn heel, and God, I hope he is turning heel because this is the only way this is gonna work. And you go out there saying that shit that you said uh, Wednesday. And you know he's going to say it again in a different way. It's going to come again either next week or two weeks from now. Or either Friday he'll say it over again. Just in a different way. The reaction that he's going to get is going to get worse. We saw what happened. It's the same shit that happened with Cena. When he leaned too far into that baby face shit, you saw what happened. And now you with the smart, you you're definitely in the smart marks, uh, whatever you want to call them. But you're in a in an environment where fans are super smart about what's going on. Okay, mm-hmm. keep that shit going. I I I just hope he's turning heel because it, it this, he has this has to be the end game. Yeah, he has. Yeah, it has to be the end game, and I think and I think it is. I mean, I, I'm not gonna sit here and I'm not gonna put it past Cody because I think sometimes Cody's his own worst enemy um when it comes to these things but I, he has to be turning heel. that has to be the end game i'm i think they're probably going about it clumsily <laughs> to say the least but I, I i it has to be the end game right because again if you if that's not the end game 
like, what are you doing? <laughs> I can't possibly think that anybody in the back is saying, yeah, this is, this. and if they are, then yeah, that's kind of the problem too. So yeah, listen, I don't even want to get, cause again, we, we could do a whole episode just on that promo alone. Cause listen, I, you're, you're better than me. You understood what he was saying. I, that shit just felt incoherent to me. Oh, like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you, what? What is, like, he I know exactly. Making, like, narrative I, sense. Yeah, he's just, oh my goodness. Anyway, we will get up out of here. So this is November uh, the first. Yeah, November the first. So if you don't hear from us again, if you hear from us again, <laughs> we did get a November no, no, episode. No, 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 no. See, we're not doing that. We're gonna keep the uh, the customers. We're not gonna do that. We will be back. How about this? We'll be back the first Monday of December. That gives y'all something to look forward to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'll be back in December, and if you get something else in November, that's like icing on cake. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, if, if if Survivor Series put out some some banger matches and some banger uh in a, a banger event, you know, we might be back for post show. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna get full gear, so uh, you never know. You might hear yeah. from us again. So I'm definitely hey, we, we will be back. It's just uh, I, I know we say this every show, it's a matter of when. We will be back in December. First Monday of December, we will have a show. The the question is, will we be back again in November? That's the question mark. So yeah, that's the question mark. We'll be back in December, but we'll definitely, yeah, November. There's any more in November? We'll see. But uh, who anyway. knows? Maybe by maybe before the end of the month, Charlotte Flair will do something stupid again. And oh boy, and uh... <laughs> that should be interesting. But I tell oh, you, yes. I tell you what you guys can do. If you have any questions or comments or anything that you want to say, you can call our phone line. Yes, you can. Mm. You can yes, call sir. you can call 315-270-3951. 315-270-3951. You can leave a message. You can tell us what you agreed with, what you disagreed with, or anything. Um, you can leave a message there. The next time we get back on here, we'll play your message on air. You'll be a part of the show. But uh yeah. other than- and tweet at us too, man, if you got a question or want to have a debate or whatever let us know man we we, we never shy away from from the banter so definitely give them give them your twitter let them know what it is um so you get yeah, out of jail <clears throat> as always manny brown host of any given sunday host of this great show co-host on dead end sports uh work on mlb bro uh, a lot of things man go follow me at the manual whenever i get uh, put back on <laughs> when i whenever i get uh <laughs> get out of lockdown um Go follow me. Uh, my Twitter is at the Manuel Brown at the Manuel Brown. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Manuel Brown as well. And uh, yeah, man, tweet at me. Let me know uh, if you disagree or like what I said. You know, tell me I'm preaching to the choir or I'm a fucking idiot. Whatever. Just keep it respectful as always, man. And we'll engage, man. And if you want to, and also shoot us topics for our next show, man. You know how we we like to have a freewheeling discussion. So, you know, if you guys want us to talk about something in particular or have a have a topic that you want us to kind of delve in deeper. Or something that we might have like highlighted a little bit on this show and just want us to go in depth in, definitely let us know, man. And you know, follow me on Twitter, like I said, follow my other pro, pro, uh, my other programs and, and other endeavors as well at AGS Pod on Twitter, AGS Podcast on Instagram, uh, MLBBro.com, MLBBro.com with DOT com on Twitter. Um, to follow my stuff there, Dead End Sports, at Dead End Sports on Twitter, at Dead End Sports on YouTube. Um, yeah, man, just follow me. Follow what I do. 
and uh you know continue to support the show like us on apple i know jeff was probably gonna get into all this but i, I since i'm rambling i'm gonna do it you know you know drop a like on on apple on on, on spotify on all your podcast platforms man and drop a review as well if you definitely like what we're doing that's the other thing too if you guys keep telling us how great we're doing we can be dropping more of these so you know definitely let let us know what how we're doing and let other people know how we're doing so that they can find the show and we can continue to grow so yeah yeah we want to sponsor us i like to get paid so me and manny want to get paid so uh <laughs> hey them, hey, them, them podcast checks look lovely after a while yeah so, i i, I want to take my wife out <laughs> on a dinner or something so y'all uh you know, this man he, lives in New York City, folks. This, this man <laughs> needs to afford those expensive dinners. So yeah, it, 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I love and, I for, and I need to pay for this new mortgage. You know what I mean? So you know, let's 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 make it happen. <laughs> but anyway, y'all can check me out. Y'all know what it is. Jeff versus the world on Twitter. Uh, the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. You can go to Jeff versus the world podcast Find all the shows on there. Uh, you can leave the reviews on there. You can check out my first piece I wrote on there about hood classics reaching 100. And I'm working on something for my second article or maybe my third article. I could be working on two articles right now. Who knows? Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to get into this thing, trying to really do the website because I feel like the website is the easiest way to go. Um, it is. Everything is there. Um, I'm. Yo, expect some merch next year from me and Manny as far as the I'm Not Dave Wrestling podcast I go. Uh, I got a lot of things working. Uh, I hope y'all stick around. The the, the shirt concepts will be crazy, just letting you know. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, We definitely (laughs) going to get into that. Uh, It's just going to be like I got a lot of things coming, and I just can't wait to – you know, get them out there because I hope y'all enjoy. I hope y'all enjoying the show. I know I do get some people, you know, who talk to me personally or come to DMs and say, yo, y'all need to do more episodes. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we do it when we feel them, you know. And, and that's always the thing. I, I always tell them I don't want to be pressured into doing um, a weekly wrestling show. While I, I do believe yeah. it's fun to talk about wrestling, if I had to do a weekly wrestling show, I would just burn myself out and I yeah, wouldn't want to watch wrestling. Same. So I love doing it this way. Um, once a month sounds great. Uh, like I said, that's just that's just this is dope to me. So uh, yeah, we gonna get up out of here. Till next time, uh, y'all be safe. Uh, yeah, that's out. We gonna get up out of here. Um, peace. And if we don't come back, and if we don't come back before uh, December, man, happy Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, how can I forget that? Just in case we don't hear from us. Have a happy Turkey Day. Shout out to all the teams that's going to be playing NFL games that week. Uh, My Vikings suck because we just lost to the Cowboys (laughs) with a, 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 what, third string quarterback, second string, third string quarterback. I don't know what he is. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush or whatever. We just lost to Cooper Rush. Hey, listen, the Jets had the greatest quarterback performance since the year 2000 and and Mike White, so I'm, I'm happy for today. No. Who knows? By the time December first comes, I'll be mad about the Jets again. So hey, it's all good. All right, we I got a happy Jets fan on here. Let me you know it's time to get up out of here. Y'all stay safe. <laughs> Peace. Peace, y'all.